Green Pastures are the weekly devotions published by Vineyard Boise, consisting of four parts, the reading, the reflection, the question, and the prayer. Green Pastures for Tuesday, August 2nd. Field of Possibilities. Today's scripture reading is from Matthew chapter 13, verses 3 through 8 from the Message Translation, which reads, What do you make of this? A farmer planted seed. As he scattered the seed, some of it fell on the road, and birds ate it. Some fell on the gravel. It sprouted quickly, but didn't get to put down roots. So when the sun came up, it withered just as quickly. Some fell in the weeds. As it came up, it was strangled by the weeds. Some fell on good earth and produced a harvest beyond his wildest dreams. Are you listening to this? Really listening? This is God's Word. Traditionally, we call this the parable of the sower, though perhaps it would be more appropriately called the parable of the soils, or even the parable of the seed. Sower, seed, soils. All three play a crucial part in the story, the story that Jesus frames as something of a primer for understanding the nature and workings of the kingdom of God, which had to be extremely befuddling to his listeners whose conception of the kingdom of God involved military conquest and socioeconomic-slash-political-slash-religious domination. Metaphors from a battlefield were more to be expected than those taken from a farmer's field which is perhaps why Jesus led into the story with his what do you make of this comment. It's also no doubt why the disciples insisted Jesus spell out the meaning of the parable, which Jesus does in what I hear of a more pedantic than passionate tone, since explaining a parable is like explaining a joke. It just takes all the fun out of it. So I intentionally left out the later, ah, you're no fun anymore, explanation, and just had us hear the parable that all those tuning in that day heard. A sower has a bag of seed, which he proceeds to scatter rather indiscriminately across what was to him a field of wide-open possibilities. Given it works its way into the dirt, and that it's good dirt with ample depth to germinate and then grow, mature, and bear fruit, there's going to be a harvest. It all hangs on where it falls, and, of course, on the provision of the early and the latter rain and season. But Jesus doesn't introduce that as a factor in the story, so we'll leave it out as well. Same sower, same seed, different soils. In fact, the seed essentially functions as a soil revealer. Of course, you can tell it's wayside soil from its compacted nature just by looking at it. The sower never expected anything from the compact dirt along the well-worn path along the field. That seed, he understood, was just feeding the birds, who would, in the course of time, poop it right back out later, perhaps into that very same field, giving the seed another go at it. The other soils were a different story, those stories becoming evident over time. It's so hard not to simply rush into Jesus' more canned explanation to the disciples' request for a canned explanation. Why are we always so obsessed with simple canned explanations? In this case, a canned explanation of human response that neatly categorizes us into four neat groups. 
only one of which showed ultimate promise, which means we can only anticipate a 25% return on investment from the seeds that we sow, which means evangelism is going to be more frustrating than fulfilling. Mazel tov. But here's the thought. Try reading the story without the canned explanation of this is this and that is that and see what else you see. Like that as sowers of the goodness of God in the world, there are no guaranteed outcomes. But the field of the world is a field rich with possibilities. And you never know what you're going to get until the seed with power in it gets there. So widely, generously, hilariously, you never know where that seed may land and what fertility it might encounter. Don't prejudge it. Scatter it. Don't overthink it. Scatter it. That's power. That's life in your hands and in your heart. Scatter it. You never know where a harvest beyond your wildest dreams awaits you. I wonder, what else might you see in this story that frames all the rest of the stories Jesus told? Okay, while you're still contemplating the bare kernel of that story, let me throw this second one like unto it right alongside it. It's another sower-slash-seed-slash-soil story found only in Mark's telling of the Jesus story. See how the one reflects on the other, and vice versa. Then Jesus said, God's kingdom is like seed thrown on a field by a man, who then goes to bed and forgets about it. The seed sprouts and grows. He has no idea how it happens. The earth does it all without his help. First a green stem of grass, then a bud, then the ripened grain. And when the grain is fully formed, he reaps harvest time. This story is found in Mark chapter 4, verses 26 to 29, just in case you were wondering. Now, pause for a moment of personal reflection and prayer. Allowing the story to speak for itself and letting some fresh air into it, what do you see and hear in Jesus' parable of the sower-slash-seed-slash-soils, as well as in the follow-up story he told in Mark? What's your takeaway, or harvest, if you will, from this story? How often do you see the field of the world and of this day as a field of opportunities, beckoning us to sow the seeds of power and life within our hands and hearts generously and wide because, like Forrest Gump, you never know what you're going to get? Or does this story promote more cynicism and scarcity that leaves you with a feeling of, oh well, what's the use? Lord of the harvest, let me so wide and deep and abundant, without calculating returns or tabulating results. The one who sows liberally will reap liberally. We sow, we water, we wait. You make things grow in the field of the world, brimming with possibilities to be realized. Let me sow hilariously into the possibilities of this moment, this day, entrusting you with all outcomes from soil that brings forth fruit all by itself. Through your Spirit, with, upon, and in us. Amen.